Welcome to the two grumpy men, C. Grooms and Bobby May in the building. What it do, what it do? Yes, sir. If you don't know, now you Saturday. know. Saturday Night Adventures. Oh, uh, man. We got to... We got tonight. We got in, but no. Without further ado, let's go ahead, man. Let's. let's hey, without further ado, let's let's uh, let's get Leslie O on the line. Yo 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 yo. What's going on? <laughs> more money, more money, more money. Okay. <laughs> Hello, fellas. How are you? How are you? Man, living large and in charge, big boy. <laughs> no, it's been a good, colorful, wonderful, productive day. Okay. I hopped on the train and came on up to the big city, to the Big Apple. Okay, won't you tell the won't you tell the people your name? Well, tell the people where you from. They just yeah, introduce your name, yourself. Who you are? What's going I, on with you? Absolutely. Good evening. Hello, everybody. My name is Leslie O, mm-hmm. and I am an actor, host, and voiceover artist. Mm-hmm. From Prince George's County, Maryland. My background is Nigerian and American. And uh, today I came on up to New York City for a couple of events. I moderated a conversion step, which I actually stepped away from because it's running over. <laughs> oh. um, and took out the Growth in One launch, you know, with the Urban XTV family represent. Okay. Black business advertisers coming through. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I am a uh, talent from Prince George's County. You know, I'm a young girl who was always an outsider, always different, called weird. I was taller than everybody. Mm-hmm. and um, But I always like to entertain. I like to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. I like film. I like TV and comedy. And I uh, eventually found my way Mm. to realize that this is the path for me and this is what I do best. So, here I am. Okay. (laughs) Hey, I'm going to tell you, Leslie, your energy level is high. Yeah. So that (laughs) that is real, you know, that's a blessing. You know what I mean? Because in the the world of today where everybody is, you know, all, you know, uh, grouchy and, uh, and, and, I don't know that uh, low hanging fruit, low energy. You bring a positive energy that will uplift a room. You understand? Like that's 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 a special gift. Like everybody's not gonna have that. So how did you get into doing the voiceovers? Because you know what? Those are things that we kind of uh, take for granted when we look at a movie or right. listen to an album. Like how right. did you get into that niche? Like that's big yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, like tell, tell, tell us about right. it. Tell us about that journey. Right. Okay. Well, it started off, I was working as a hostess in a restaurant, and this filmmaker came in, basically. And, you know, he got a table. I spoke to him, and he said, you have a very nice voice. It was no cap. It was like, it was very matter of fact. You have a very nice voice. Uh, Do you do voiceover? You should consider voiceover. You know, I was like, no. You should consider voiceover. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was 2011. And at that time, I had just left my ex-husband, and I was really trying to figure out, oh, boy, what's going to be next? And I had gone back to acting school, or started acting school, rather, and, um, you know, I was just like, I, I never really even liked my voice because I have a lower register than most females, you know, most females, you know, they talk like this, and they're all high-pitched, and, oh, my God, I'm so feminine, oh, my God, you know, and they hear, I come, and I'm talking like this, and I'm kicking it with the fellas, and I'm like, all of this, and so, it's cool for jokes, but on a real, for real, I didn't really like it, mm. and when he came in, that just gave me a whole nother perspective to look at my voice. Mm. Now, leading up to that, people would always ask me, do I sing because of my voice? But again, because I don't sing very well, that didn't make me feel any better. That didn't do anything for me. So so when he said that, I was like, well, hell, I can talk better than anybody I know. Mm. (laughs) Dude, and I grew up reading. I was such a voracious reader 
that I, you know, words in the English language and language in general was something that has always been very interesting to me. Mm. Saying things correctly, using vocabulary correctly, mm. use, you know, that was always something I was into. I would spend most of my childhood, my adolescence, my teenage years, um, if I wasn't in my little charm school, I, you know, I spent a lot of time reading books and not so much watching TV. So I was really into language period. Um, so fast forward to when he came in, I was like, oh, that's a different way for me to look at my voice. Mm. I'm like, okay, I'm, that's interesting. And so he was working on a documentary at the time. I think it was called 13%, and it was about, oh, was that the eighth one? I want to say it was about how um, African Americans make up 13% of the population, but they were representing a uh, disproportionate amount of the cases of HIV and AIDS. Mm. And so he's like, you know, he gave send a script. You know, you can audition for it. At the time, I knew somebody who had a studio, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about recording. So obviously, I didn't get the role. I'm sure my audition sucked. But I just remember that experience. And then because I had gone to acting school, I started I started attending the uh, studio, the Africa, the acting conservatory at Studio Theater in D.C. on 14th Street mm. in 2010. I was starting to go on auditions and different things like that. And casting directors started asking me, do you do voiceover? Do you do voiceover? I was like, okay, so hold on now. I might be on to something. Because yeah, I haven't right. done any voiceover, but all of these people are asking me, do I do voiceover? So guess what? I'm going to go and I'm going to do voiceover. <laughs> so, 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 so that's so, how it all started. That process, like, you know, to, to voiceover, it's kind of like, like um yeah, explain that process because we like, okay. All right, I, I watch a. I so let watch me first a, okay, tell everybody movie. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I like I watch a like you know these uh, children's movies and you know they have the talking animals like that's not a voiceover right? That's like just reading. That a is part. a voiceover. That's a voiceover. That is a voiceover. Okay. That is but, a type of voiceover animation. Okay. We'll that's down. animation. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so voiceover is basically anytime voiceover is anytime you hear somebody speaking but you don't see the person who's speaking. Mm-hmm. That's voiceover. So that's uh-huh. gonna include any commercials you hear on radio. Any commercials you see on TV when you watch Burger King and the and the camera is panning across the burger and the fries and all that and somebody's talking, when you hear Bing Rain talking about Arby's, now that's neat, that's mm-hmm. voiceover. When you hear, you understand what I'm saying? So that's commercial. Yeah, okay. 90% of, of voiceover is all narration. So we're talking about audiobooks. We're talking about documentaries, voicemails, answering services, interludes. I'm throwing in, you know, Leslie O. Voice services here. Um, we're talking about uh, animation, sitcoms. When you talk about when you watch a film that was made in China and it's dubbed over, that's voiceover. Oh, okay. When when um, someone is shooting a film or a show, and depends on how well the sound was like, they have to come in and do ADR. They have to come back and re-record just the voice, so they'll play back the video of that scene, and the person will just come in, and they might go, "No, oh, man," because that didn't come in clear when they actually acted. Voiceover, audiobooks, voiceover. Um, what else would you not think of? Video games. That's all voiceover. Okay. Um, so, so that's voiceover. Basically, you see, you hear it, but you don't see it unless it's uh, like a foreign language. Mm. That's all voiceover. Um, anytime you're watching something and you hear somebody's inner thoughts, right? Like you can hear what they're thinking to themselves. Oh man, I can't stand when I did it, did it, and you hear that person thinking that's voiceover. Mm. So okay. Did, so did you go? Did you go to school for that for the voiceover? I did. I did. I went to, after the acting conservatory at the Studio Theater, mm-hmm. I attended the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute in New York City. Mm-hmm. And from there, my method teacher directed me because he, he was a voiceover artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was Canadian, and he, I think he also speaks French. So he directed me to a voiceover casting director. Mm-hmm. who was given intensives and um, um, providing programs. And so I did an intensive program with Andy Roth casting. Mm-hmm. 
And then from there, I went into um, an introductory program for Voices for All, like regular program, and then I moved into the master's voiceover program, Voices for All, and I now have voiceover coaches. Okay. So I have a voiceover coach for video games and animation. Mm. I have a voiceover coach for as a career and for commercial. Mm. And then there's a couple of other areas that I want to, you know, also branch out into. So with each branching, each with each area, not every single area, but like let's say each area, there might be three or four that kind of come all together. Mm. It's its own particular style. So for instance, when you think about when a movie comes out, that's a movie trailer. There's a particular type of voice who does that. I don't have that voice. So you have mm-hmm. to know your limits. You have to stay in your lane. You know, when the time far, far go, that's not okay. my voice, right? Okay, okay. But then you also have promo trailers. You have promo, promo uh, trailers. So that's where it's not, it's not, um, it's not trying to make you understand what the movie's about, like a movie trailer, it's trying to get you excited just the fact that it's going to air. It's telling you where it's going to air, when it's going to air, and who's yeah. in it. I okay. do have the voice for that. So it's kind of like you learn what voice, what sound, what areas you have that you're strong with, that you're interested in. That's really the main focus, and then you kind of dial in there. Mm, okay. So do you, you, so you possess a, a Screen Actors Guild card? Uh, that's is is that is that correct? Like do you have a uh, so that's it, so that is the union. That's the that is the acting part of the union. They join with AFTRA. So I am SAG eligible, but I have not formally joined. Meaning, right? Anytime I want to pay the thirty five hundred dollars or thirty two hundred dollars, I will be a part of the union. Yearly? That's yearly. Yeah, or? it went up. No, no, it's it's one time, and then I oh, think you pay a percentage okay, okay. for a minimum yeah. every year. Okay. You know, like a labor, like any other labor union. Now, when I became eligible back in the day, it was only twelve fifty. That was before he merged with AFTRA. <laughs> oh shit! <But> the, <laughs> That's a big jump. Right. That's a big difference. That's a big I jump, mean, right? You you out there though? I mean, you know, you basically you've been in the business. You talking? That's a ten year journey. Mm. You know. Uh, oh gosh, don't thank me. <laughs> I, I, no, no, no. I'm not. You got you got some experience. Industry age, industry age, industry age. <laughs> industry age, twenty nine. You twenty nine with ten years experience. Industry age, industry, industry age, twenty nine. Twenty nine. I feel you. So, I I saw you the first because first of all, when I saw you on online, I didn't make the connection. Until this year, when I said, "Wait a minute, I seen her a long time ago." Like when I started hearing the voice, like different, because you know, you don't really, you don't place a voice with a face until you actually see it, you know, together. So I, I, I was watching some old videos, and I, I saw one with Dame Dash, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Leslie!" I said, "What the hell?" You know, because you know, I didn't, I didn't expect to see you. So you know, because I watch old old clips sometimes, you know, videos. I just like the I'm a film guy. I like film. I like I like cinema, you know. Uh-huh. I, I, that's, I just do. But when I saw you I said and, and you know, you was basically you was you pitched your idea and he like he liked it and he said, you know, yeah, I'll be willing to um, school you and I said, Oh shit, that's what's up. I said, you know, because that's how we supposed to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like and then, I, then I, I now this is where I, now I knew who you was already I, when you was uh, when you was doing. Did you do uh, that? Was you on Kevin Samuels, right? I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't. Yeah, sure, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. I'm looking for love. I was like, oh, let me see how I can meet me an old man. Oh, don't make it to that. Let me see how I can meet me an old man. And I realized, okay. Uh, his show is not for what I was um, looking for because I was getting ready to wind it down because I was like, okay, there's nothing left for me to get out of this show. And I had been watching it so much. I was like, let me just do a membership for one month because I just didn't want to feel like cheap. You know what I mean? You know, they be ripping into women. So I was like, let me not be one of these wag women. Let me go ahead and subscribe. People that I watch on a regular, I subscribe. It's like just like Urban X, anybody else. If I watch your content on a regular basis, I participate mm-hmm. properly. 
So I subscribed for the month. So the month was ending, like, in two days. I was like, hopefully there will be a topic, and I call it in on. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe he can help me find an old man. Like, I hear him. And because I heard him advocate for normal guys, I was under the impression that, yeah, I could ask a normal guy question. I'm not specifically looking for a high-value man. Now, later on, as I've gotten feedback from a few other men, they're like, no, his show, he just want to kind of blast women who have unrealistic expectations, and that's not necessarily you. And then also the topic was um, our modern women marriage material. And I've been married. I am divorced. Yes, I know that I'm. I know that I'm marriage material. Not only because I have been married, but because I know my skills. I can run. You know, people say, "Oh, when you ask a woman, what does she bring to the table?" It's crickets. Ain't no crickets over here. I can run down a whole list, brother. <laughs> How much paper do you have? <laughs> so that is not the issue. But basically, when he when it initially started, what I heard first, and then once I was okay, I can call into that. By the time I had set up my laptop the light, the microphone, the whatever. He had added some other stuff, and then when you log on, you know, with, you know, you know how proper stuff goes. You're supposed to turn down volume to whatever, whatever. Now, I know he normally asks questions about your background, but at the end of the day, I was not prepared to succinctly sum up my whole marriage, you know, in 32 seconds. So I was just kind of caught a little bit off guard. Mm -hmm. And then in order for me to be accurate, I would have to say things that I could say, I would say to somebody not recorded, I would say to you, right? If we were talking and we wasn't recorded, mm -hmm. I would say something different than what I would say while we're recording. Mm -hmm. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what show you want. I don't care how angry or irritated I am by my ex-husband, what I'm not going to do is go on the Internet in front of, I know his audience is like 800,000 people, and be bad-mouthing my son's father and my ex-husband. I'm not going to do that. So Big what I, Boom. I, I tried to do was like, well, I'm just, and that's why you heard me say, well, I'm just going to focus on me. Well, I'm just going to talk about me. Well, I changed. And mind you, I didn't, I wasn't prepared. It's not like I had a script or something or a monologue already typed out. Mm -hmm. So when he was just sitting there like, you know, I still didn't get to my question. Like I had an actual question I thought I was going to get to. So I didn't quite understand how that whole dynamic was going to work. And then after it, I realized, okay. And then a few people, a few people called me after that <laughs> right, or right. texted me after that. Like there was one dude I had because I had just decided that I wanted to date. So one dude I had met, this is when I, I fessed up. If you look at Open Dialogue, I was like, Oh, you know, I was on Tinder because I thought, you know, I just thought that that was just another dating site like just like any other, and I was being too lazy to go through all of the steps of eHarmony or Match.com or OkCupid. So, but, you know, what a gentleman told me was like, I don't care what nobody tells you, men are on there looking for sex. And I said, oh, while I was talking to him, I was closing my Tinder account. So I just decided I was going to meet men in real life. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's I mean, that, yeah, that's how that whole thing. That's how that whole thing went down. Uh, uh, it sounds like she might be a candidate for the relationship series, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I let you a candidate. We have a relationship series, so you know that's that's coming up next month. And you know, we had we have uh, ladies. We got you know we get the ladies together, then we got the men, and then we bring them together. So. You definitely you bring men and women together to yeah, talk on, about on the, on the relationships. Oh uh, yeah. hell yeah, we talk about it all. The relationships. You got, got married couples. I love it. Married boys, couples, boys, boys, you know, boys, baby mama, boys, baby father, yeah, whatever. Everything that's a part of the what goes on in the uh, family dynamics. In the experience of one thing life. I can tell you is I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring a different point of view. I can guarantee you that one hundred percent. Okay. That's what men have told me my whole entire life. We accept it because yeah, we, accept we got a lot of shit to fix in our community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot going it's on. It's a whole yeah. lot. You know, yeah. it's aimed directly at us. So that was so, the whole premise behind the relationship series. It was definitely big. Mm -hmm. There ain't no Steve yeah. Harvey shit. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I don't have to wait 90 days before I give it up? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like probation. No. 
No. Don't listen to Steve. But see, sometimes you do, y'all talk out of the both sides of your neck. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. We're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back. You're, 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 you're locked in. You seem like you got a lot to say. Seems like you got a lot to say. So true we, false. Yeah. You can tell me right now, true or false? Do do talk out of both sides of that neck. True uh, yeah, or false? Yeah, there's a segment of our population that does that. There's absolutely. But that goes for everybody. That goes for everybody. Though. The majority of the population or a minority? No, that goes for any. That goes for any. It's a lot of them, of men and women. I, I, yes, I, so wait, wait, is that a majority of the population? Majority. I would, it's a lot of them. I would, I would say this. This is what I would say. If you're talking, to, if you're talking to, if you say going back like pre 2000s, then I would, I would more than likely agree with you in that era of men. But these new dudes, I don't know. Uh-huh. They, they kind of, they different. They built different. They, they soft. So and and the women nowadays. Are, oh my the, god. The women, the women Lord. nowadays, the oh women, the women. The women right. nowadays are more are more tough. They're more stronger, and they and they ain't suiting that. And the women have learned the game. Like men used to say, like, "Oh, we, you know, we we in the game. We play with well, Guess what? Women have found out. They found their game, and they running it on men. And these dudes is more soft, and women are they, eating them up now. So they're not ready. They're not, they're not ready, ready for. They're not ready for the women of today. A lot of so, them. They just not. They not. It's just it's just what it is. Like, but like I said, if you was talking my era. Then that's yeah. totally different. Then I would I would agree with you because yeah we was yeah. we definitely talked out both sides of our face. Yeah, I like I, you. I, I nah, I really like her. <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> I like you. Nah, I'm I don't really like her, but you know. so I'm, I'm an older era and I'm the current era at the same mm-hmm. time. So so yeah, so that's what I'm you know. Oh, that's I'm, great because that's that's how we look at ourselves. We have a we have no a, that's uh, so we have an it's industry age too. My industry age is thirty five. Who'd you say? I'm 35 in the industry. I'm 35 years old. We got industry age. In the industry? That's your industry age? Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>, got <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me, let, me, let me raise my age a little bit. I'm 40 in the industry. I, you know, I'm on the way out, I guess. But no, we, we, we 40, talk out of both sides. 40? Okay. Yeah, I'm age 40. I, I could be 40. Okay, Let's I'm here. I'm here. No, we, we we need that we we need that that um that those different perspectives because what I have learned you know just dealing with um you know women in my family you know <laughs> my my wife you know this in general women have a, a whole spectrum of shit that it took years for me to understand like damn that was that the thought process and it made sense you understand but. To see the the, it's like I think about all of that before you make a decision. Shit, you know. And I thought I was fucking crazy. Okay, not to say that y'all crazy, but I'm just saying like y'all think about a lot of shit. But I get it though. And uh-huh. now I understand why we view y'all like, like like me and this brother right here. We 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 know queens. Every woman ain't a queen. We know queens. We're like, that's a queen right there. Like, cause that's yeah. some real shit. Now, no yeah, doubt, yeah, everybody's yeah. not a queen. Just like all of us ain't fucking kings. I can yeah. tell you that right now. Fine. Yeah. Back on, back on, back. Yeah, you know? so it's, it's all good. I mean, yeah, dudes, you know, dudes get a bad name, but rightfully so. <laughs> you know, sometimes rightfully so. But, you know, like I said, women have caught up and they, listen, they crashing on dudes. I I last year, like I told you, remember last year I told you. Let's be clear, I got four daughters, so you know what I'm saying. So I, so I, does my father. So I see, I see the whole play process because I got mine's all range from in their twenties to their teens, and I see how my uh-huh. older, how my older daughters treat dudes and how they pass it on to their sisters and how they treat mm-hmm. dudes. And, yeah, you know, and my wife would say, "Well, you know, they hard because of how you talk to them, how you treat them, and how what you told them." And now, and that's what I was telling you before. See, it's like dudes like dudes like me, who and other dudes who had nothing but daughters or have daughters, they giving them the game. They be telling them like, "Yo, this ain't what you want. If he can't do this and this, then they don't rock with him because he ain't that. He lying. I know he lying. I I was out there. I did it. 
I did. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you as your dad, I, I know it was good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't that Let me put you on the game, young player. <laughs> exactly. So, so now all those, all those young ladies are coming, and they, they, they're more harder. They thinkers. They, you know, they ain't putting up with a lot. They ain't putting up with the bullshit. They're like, oh, you can't do this and that. I. Just stand in front of the camera. Oh, sorry, guys. Get out of here. So yeah. But okay, sorry guys, I'm back. Yeah. No, so, I feel you 100. We, 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 you're welcome. You know, on this first, you know, because I, you know, when I was talking, when I was talking to Bobby, man, I was like, yo, we'll bring, we'll bring Leslie on, on, on the show. You know, she's family. She urban eggs. She's a lot. She's. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Real like, talk. What do you say? Real talk. He was like, yo, what time are we doing? <laughs> he was like, who I is think, Leslie? Oh, he was like, who the fuck? <laughs> 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 he was like, oh, Leslie O. He was like, oh, oh, oh. He was like, who is Leslie O? <laughs> that ain't telling me nothing. You just added uh, another additional ass friend. Keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck. We don't bring a lot of people on here, but when we do, we only going to bring on official people because... Mm. That's just how it is. So I'm saying, yo, I'm going to bring on Leslie. Yo. He was like, well, who that? Then I told him who you was. He's like, oh, okay. Well, then she fam then. I said, yeah, she family. And then, you know, we you know, broke it all down. It's like, yo, she Urban X fam. And, like, we locked in now. You know, so it is what it is. I said, and she's talented. I don't know how we can use a voiceover, but, shit, all the skills you got, we're going we to collaborate on something. We got so. something. It's gonna, it's gonna do you teach people? Do you like teach people voiceovers, or or do you like you know? What do you say? Do you train them. Train voices. Voice yeah, train. Do you train people yourself in voiceovers? You said, do I train people myself in voice? No. Oh, okay. Okay. You either got no. it or you don't, right? Later like, in life. Later. No, just it's just one of those later in life. Like before you can become a teacher, you should be a successful student. I right? got you. I got you. Okay. So would you say how much? Yeah. How, and in your ten years, uh, ten years or more in the game, how much work have you received in, in the field? Like to make you stay continually doing it. Like how much work have you received? What do you mean? Like how a, much work? Like, like how much? Like in a year time, how much work would you get? Like in a year, like how many jobs? Like okay, in the past years, yeah. how many total jobs? Yeah, like oh. yearly. How would you? Because like, you know, there's people that's gonna listen. They're gonna want to know. Like, well, can I get jobs? How many jobs am I getting a year if I do this? Like, do I need a, I got to have an agent. Do I need an agent for this? Yeah, that do process, I need, yeah. Do like, I need, what is that you like? Do need a, you, do, you, do, you do need an agent if you want to. Well, here's the thing. All right, so you need an agent if you want to compete on a national and international level, mm-hmm. meaning if you want commercials like Burger King, McDonald's, Adidas, uh, Target, Dish Network, um, you know, right now I'm com- I'm up for, I'm competing against um, Best VoiceOver, uh, Outstanding uh, Radio Promo, Best VoiceOver and out- something like that, it's like Outstanding Radio Promo Trailer, VoiceOver, for Best VoiceOver, for the Sovas Awards, and it's a That's big. commercial... Absolutely. That thank you. I'm actually very proud of it. It's Word. amazing. You're, you're I just remember be. when I didn't have nothing going on, and now I'm like I got something that was running on BBC throughout the United Kingdom and Australia. Wow. Like that okay. made me feel pretty good about myself. Hell yeah! So Jeez. you need an agent for that, which I have. Mm-hmm. A, I have a you know I have an agent in London. I have gotcha. an agent in Canada. Okay. And I have an agent in the Mid Atlantic. Canada does Canada and the tri-state. I have a manager who also gets me stuff, and then I have, which I'm, a, I'm technically, I'm a New York-based talent, mm-hmm. and then I have a Mid-Atlantic um, agent. Okay. So yeah. when it comes to a voiceover, when you ask about how many jobs and do I need to get an agent, you need to get an agent if you want to get, nas- you know, like big jobs, mm-hmm. the recognized jobs. Um, but, what happens is usually, you know, those are jobs that you audition for, and the stats are somewhere around, you'll probably get, I don't know, 
mm-hmm. of the work that you audition for, mm-hmm. most of your work really comes from acting as an independent business, a standalone, like a straight-up business and going after clients. So your clients mm-hmm. are production companies, people mm-hmm. who make comer- the people who make commercials, mm-hmm. the people who make documentaries, uh, filmmakers, directors, documentarians, um, producers, film companies, production companies, um, animators, um, animation companies, you know, those are, um, and then, and then individual businesses, Mm -hmm. those are your, uh, that's your pool of clients. Those are the people who are going to, um, and then educational, um, reps in the, the, the video production for different institutions. Like, for instance, one time, uh, was it during Corona? Mm-hmm. I think it might have been 2019 for the um, UNLV, uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, lead libraries. I did a commercial for, you know, their products and their services that they offer there. So your educational institutions, your explaining, all of those, and then political. So... Still, that will fall under production companies, but it might also fall under labor unions and uh, campaign managers. So mm-hmm. that's where your real money comes into, really, especially the production companies, because what happens is uh, once somebody likes you, they'll keep coming back to you for a bunch of their clients, or if they have like a whole stream of um, uh, a video to produce that needs voiceover that falls under one client, they'll more than likely just use you for all the videos. So, for example, if you've ever heard of Comcast, the Rise Project, which is targeted at entrepreneurs, have you ever heard of that? Yes. Right. So for those startup companies that enrolled and all that stuff for last year, I did the voiceover for, like, maybe – between 10 to 20 of those companies that meet on the voiceover. And then there's five voiceover or explainer videos for those companies when they come and join the program to let them know how the process is going to run. So there's a production company who got the contract with Comcast. So as a voiceover artist, what you want to do is get your client game up. So the big, the Burger King design, Animation stuff, you want those, but those are going to be, they're so highly competitive. You're competing against people who have already been in the industry for 5,000 years and have 5,000 credits. Mm. That's only going to account for a very, very insignificant percentage of your total income or your revenue stream. So you got to play the numbers. This is where you got to hit, you got to use your block, you get a street smart. You got to say, okay, if I make X amount of calls, X amount of companies to get on X amount of rosters, X amount of times of the day, certain contacts per week, certain numbers per month, certain rosters per per quarter, follow up with calls, follow up with um, uh, my demo, follow up with recent promo, target this company who focuses on this category and send them my most recent there. Boom, I got nominated for an award. Send them an update. You got to strategize like that. Getting those clients. You want to? My goal is for two hundred. Wow, that's you my goal because that's you what I that's what I got from you know somebody that I was that I was following. You mm. get your client list game up. You can live one hundred percent very well off of voiceover. But voiceover, people will always tell you it is very difficult to break into. But once you do, mm. it's very lucrative because what happens is once somebody likes your voice, they're never going to forget you. They're going to come back. They're only not going to reach out to you when you absolutely don't match it. Otherwise, they'll say, oh, can you do a little bit? Can you go a lower register? Can you do something like this? Can you do something like that? And so that's why continuous training and going into the other genres, figuring out your accents, figuring out your short accents, your long-term accents, you know, your different character voices and all that kind of stuff helps you specifically with animation and, and video game, but it also helps with commercial. Because what happens is I'm, like, for instance, um, I did a commercial for Clifton Larson Allen, which is one of the big four um, accounting firms. And so I know that that's a more so a predominantly European, occupied, and employee-centric <laughs> <laughs> and based company. 
So right, when I right. do the voiceover for them, I'm not going to talk in the pitch that I'm talking to you right now. I'm going to take my voice up like this, and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm one of the family. I'm not just an employee. I'm one of the family mm-hmm. because I know that that tone resonates with that audience. So you learn who needs to hear what based on what they're selling. Who is the audience? Who is the who who is the buyer? Who is the client? And then somewhere in between there, you're kind of finding in the middle. Sometimes people know exactly what they like. Uh, the reason why I like my UK agents the most, like the the British folks, they really like my voice as far as an American female accent, the general American, mm-hmm. and I love that because it's just a different experience. Whereas, you know, when you come here, you have African-American, white, general, South, which is still global, but it's just, a, it's just different. You can really hear the appreciation that somebody has about your vocal tone and qualities and range from other countries than people that are here. Like people here, they kind of speak, they use a lot of coded language. Uh-huh. And they say a different thing, like, you know, they, they use a lot. The stash is a big coded word when it comes to um, black, so-called black female actresses mm. and voiceover artists, which really they, they really need ghetto. That's what they Whoa, really need, but they can't okay. say it. So okay. they say sassy. So they say, give it more sass. Make it sassier. <laughs> Even more sass. They'll say, they'll say um, um, let it run. Be free. Um, let it go. They just mean they want you to be the most stereotypically ghetto talent that you can possibly be. Oh, shit. Okay. So, you don't really have, and that's only in America. So but when you have British, when you have British clients, they don't ask you for all of that. They okay. just want to hear something that's not British. They want to hear this American. Then, And, you, you know, you can usually tell that it's an African-American woman person talking. Um, but, they just want to hear an American accent. They just, you know, not a British one. But they're not, you know, doing all of that. Yes, because she, you know, she knows what she wants and she did it. Yeah, this is your opinion on the so-called black community. I hear you. And so those are just those things you just got to let fly mm-hmm. because <laughs> it's not your show. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? So I, I got two questions for you. One, do you get more bookings overseas? Than in America, and two is how is how how do they treat black people in this industry? Mm. Okay, I'll start with how do they treat black people in this industry. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I just censored myself. Uh, so what I will say is disproportionately, and but you can see that efforts are being made. So when I say disproportionately, meaning there's a lot of characters in animation, since y'all brought that up, like animated series that mm-hmm. play black characters, and those are not black people. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm. It's not right. right, one, because there is such a wide, okay, so naturally, vocally, and tonally, right? Mm-hmm. Your range is going to naturally, there's going to be some type of assimilation or familiarity that you're going to have with nationalities that are similar to your own, right? So as a mm-hmm. so-called black person, naturally, in your life, most black people grew up and are affiliated with people that are any country from Africa, um, any country from the Caribbean and mm-hmm. some of the uh, darker skin uh, South American countries, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Then you have Europeans and their affiliation, German, uh, Spanish, uh, Italian, uh, Greek, um, French, uh, Danish. Uh, Swedish, Finnish, uh, uh, who else do I want to go in Europe? Russian, mm. um, uh, Bulgarian, uh, Czech, 
um, uh, what's the one with the U? Um, Ukrainian. Um, and then we'll go into Asia, and we'll go Indian, Pakistani, Afghani, Kazakhstani, Nepal, um, uh, Mongolia, um, mm-hmm. India, um, Philippines, Japanese, Chinese, um, Thailand. Um, okay. So see how specific I was with those other countries? Yeah. But when I went to the countries with the black people, I just had to just talk about the whole continent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how the world receives the tonality of our voice. Wow. Okay. So if you, if you pay attention, start paying attention to how many times you hear somebody say African. Africa is a continent, not a country. Say it again. It's a continent, not a country. <laughs> Absolutely. That's you don't right. hear people just saying European, Asian, South American, European, Asian, South American, Antarctican. You don't hear that. You hear right. Venezuelan, Argentinian, Cuban, Haitian, uh, or or would they even with the they might say two countries out of Haiti, probably Puerto Rico because they're part of us, uh, um, uh, um, a territory. But they'll say Caribbean. They'll lump it all together. Uh-huh. Africa. They'll just say Africa. But when you right. get to these rest of these mugs, they'll say German, French, Italian, Spanish, Greenland, Iceland, Denmark. Hello, Switzerland. So, <laughs> you know okay? what? Only we do that over here. You know, like we go, oh, and she's African. What the fuck are you talking about? What part of Africa? What country? You know what I mean? Like, like nobody knows any country. People know three countries in Africa. Top. I, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the three. I'm gonna give you the fucking stereotypical three. Okay? They know Ghana, Nigeria, South America, and then oh, there's one more. Everybody knows South Africa. Egypt. Oh, South Africa. Okay, right. South America is a continent. So the countries in Africa: Nigeria, Ghana. What's the third one? South Africa. South Africa, and then add Ethiopia. And Egypt. Exactly. Yeah, and if you get and then if you get jiggy, you can add you can add Egypt, Morocco, and Congo. That's it. And Cameroon, maybe. If somebody gives no, 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 no. The only person who's talking about Cameroon literally grew up or knows somebody from Cameroon. Yes, yeah, people don't just know about it in general. No, I'm talking about like general knowledge. General knowledge, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. So now when you take that into voiceover. When we put that in the voiceover, right? You asked, I believe Bobby said, you know, um, what was the question? Like, what is the treatment or something? And I said yeah. disproportionate, right? Yeah. Okay. So what happens is if you have all of these countries that have their own specific identity, it's very clear. This one sounds like this. Even if it's a stereotypical to Ireland, that's a big one. Ireland is Scottish. I left those two out. Mm. And British, Right. So even if it's a stereotypical ear, they all in Australian, they all have very specific ears, um, stereotypical sounds that we recognize with our ear because we have been hearing it for years, right? Mm-hmm. So if they have all of these specific countries with these specific sounds, then on top of that, these same mugs can go and imitate us. But when was the last time you ever saw a brother imitate an Irish person or a sister Mm. imitate a Russian chick? Mm. You don't. You don't. That's true. So you get these characters that think about it like with white people dressing in in blackface and they're over caricature, over buffoonery, very disrespectful interpretations of people of African descent. So it's it's just a fast forwarded in a different format, in a different um, reality. So now, with that being said, I will also acknowledge, like I said earlier, that I have been seeing more so with a state they'll they'll put the cast. So what happens if you get casting, right? Mm-hmm. It'll say it'll say the project like such and such beverage brand, or it'll tell you the actual brand, right? And then it'll say female, male, and then it'll say the nationality, African-American, 
um, it'll say, it might say any ethnicity, and then they'll just list a bunch. Or it'll say African-American. Um, I don't think they use West Indian. They might use um, Caribbean. I can't remember at this moment. Um, you know, the only time they use African is when they specifically want somebody with an, Af- with an African accent, but that's speaking English. Otherwise, it's always going to be African-American. Or they might say Irish, male. It might say, you know, they'll, they'll list it. And usually what happens is with the European countries, it's only one country, German, male, 30 to 50, 20 to 40. That's it. But when it's black, it's female, any ethnicity, African-American, Haitian, Jamaican. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll have like 30 damn, um, <laughs> they'll have 30 countries just listed as if to say, that it doesn't matter which one of you, all of you sound and do and represent the same exact thing. But in a in another cast, it'll be white, German, boom, um, uh, Europe, um, Russian, female, thirty to forty. You know, you understand what I'm saying? That's so that what they're, I'm So what I'm saying now is that they're saying do not audition for something that is not a true and accurate representation of your actual ethnic background. I'm starting to see that more in the casting, and it's like in bold red letters. So efforts are being made when it comes to, like, you know, some of the more official casting sites. But, you know, this is one of those things. Wow. Hey, Uh, Leslie, oh, in the building. We appreciate you. You dropped a hell of a lot of um, knowledge right there. <laughs> no, seriously, because, you know, that's, that's the, one of the biggest things on, on our platform is that we put out what we would call it unconventional because these are, are jobs that are not highly publicized, but they affect our daily lives. Everybody watches TV. Yeah. Everybody hears a voiceover. They mm-hmm. didn't have any idea that that's a job. Like somebody can yeah. do that. Like they don't. You like, can literally support your whole family off of, as a, with a voiceover career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You are if phenomenal. you're good at it. If you're good at well, it. Yeah. Let me hip you to something. Let me hip you to something else that's going on. Mm-hmm. As we talk about the alphabet soup. So when we go back to casting, right? Because I also act. So you get casting notifications based on how you identify yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have. African American or other, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Female, whatever the age range, heterosexual, whatever. Those are what I have as my stuff. Mm-hmm. I started noticing, not in the first year, not in the second year, some probably around the third year, somewhere around maybe 20, 2018, 2019, somewhere around there, I started getting casting notices for trans jobs trans woman, woman um, person identifying as a woman, um, you know, just any of these varying drag, any of these varying degrees. And finally, like last week, I had enough. And I said, listen, hello, support, talent, support, whatever it was. I emailed probably about three people. And I said, can you please, because this, this shit is, is bordering disrespectful. Because mm. what you're doing now is you just because so you're trying to accommodate a whole group of people to the point where you're disrespecting me, sir. Mm. Uh-huh. I am not a trans woman, and I'm not, and then they got to the point where they'll say something like, "You don't really have to be trans, but you can play." Tra-. Dude, I don't want to play. I would never play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a man who wants to be a woman. I would never. There's just some things that you just don't have to do, and that's one of those things. I'm not. You understand what I'm saying? So I finally, I sent them a thing and I was, and so they sent me something and I swear to God, it said, um, presenting as male. That was the, the representation of the gender or the role. Mm. And I'm like, and and then what they do is they say, you're getting, you're getting this notification based on your preferences that you said. I said, I had enough. I said, how is this? How is this notification based on my premises? And I think I would really greatly appreciate if you spoke to the tech department so that y'all could fine-tune these notifications. I am not a man. 
I am not a woman that wants to be a, a, um, I'm not a man that wants to be a woman. I am not presenting as a man. I'm not presenting as a woman. I am a woman, a real woman, period. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I only want roles that is looking for that. Not any variation. I don't have any confusion about my sex. None of that. And I would so greatly appreciate it. And honestly, I thought they, I thought they were going to ignore me. And then a couple of days later, there somebody was like, um, "Sorry about that. Uh, you're right. We know that this is an issue, and we're working on it. You know, something, something." And I was like, "Yeah, thanks." Mm. But it's it's just hella dis it's just hella disrespectful. Mm. So that's where we are now. Even with the casting, it's just sending out notices to people. We're not the same. You might want to be the same as me, but that don't make me the same as you. Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's, That's facts. Fact. Definitely. That's Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're not going to do is just coast over that like it doesn't matter because it does. Because I wore my hair short. I used to wear a low-cut Caesar mm. probably about 12 to 15 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And any number of times, different people will come up to me are you a woman? Are you a man? Are you a girl? Are you a boy? Do you like girls? Do you do threesome? Spread out over time. It wasn't all the time, but it happened. And every time, that shit pissed me off. That's not okay. Because of your haircut. I'm not manly. Just because of the haircut. But, like, first of all, are you dumb? I, <laughs> even with no hair, you can look at me That's and tell that I am a freaking woman. Are you dumb? Uh, yeah, I've seen breath. women with low haircuts, and they look damn good. You know, like, people are fucking retarded. And I did, and I did look damn good, if I may say so myself. That was mm-hmm. a, it was a look. It was a whole thing. Yeah. But my whole thing was that I didn't like it then, and I don't like it now. I don't care how many resolutions you pass in Congress. I don't care how many drugs you want to pump into the children. I don't care how many rainbows you want to wave in the sky. I will not be glossed over as not being a real woman. You're not going to act like that shit don't count because it does. Mm. That's what we're not going to do. Yeah. yeah. And that's all I got to say on that. That's, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. With all of the shit that that's you what said. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Stand up I for that it. shit. Stand up for that shit. Because, stand up. Because if you don't, then who else is going to stand up for you? You know what I'm saying? So, and you know who I blame? And now I might get myself in a little bit of trouble, but you know who I blame for this? Who's that? Women. women real oh, women. Oh, shit now. Because you know it's real old? women that old... have consistently co-signed the bullshit. Damn. Think mm. about it. Yo, Every no, time you see somebody in... Mm. All right, boom. I already know how y'all are, so you already know. We, well, hold up, though. But that's part of the relationship segment. We going, that's why. We can talk about it another back. time. Shit, you going to come back. We going to talk about it because this is that shit. Well, one of them. Seriously, I mean, this is all serious, but um, you really helped somebody tonight. I can assure you. You no, think no, no. so? I absolutely. <laughs> I feel agree. like I might have gone off on a. Sometimes yeah. I go off on tangents, so hopefully y'all kept me on track. But that's, but that's what people do on here. That's all right, because that's mm-hmm. what people. That's what they come here to hear. They want to hear the truth. <laughs> they want to hear people speak their truth. They want to hear the information. They want to under. They you know like you're explaining what's going on. Like this is an opportunity as well with information for someone who didn't know. Like yo, maybe mm-hmm. I can do. I've always, somebody can say to themselves, you know, I've always heard somebody say I had a unique voice. And, you know, mm-hmm. I heard this on a podcast, and they said, I just, this lady was on there saying this, and I think I want to look into that. That's, a, that's, opening, mm-hmm. that's opening doors. That's opening eyes to something that people didn't know. So, yeah, that's fine. Because you've got to lay out everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly in a, in, in a career. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is. That's what a career is. It's going to have good times, bad times, and ugly times. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're just preparing people for what they want to look into. Some people won't be scared. They'll, they'll actually enjoy that moment to, to say that, well, I can work in America. I can work in Canada. I can work right. internationally. Like, mm-hmm. From the comfort of your own home. And all, so let me just, so let me, I guess, try to give a couple of um, applicable tips or whatever to anybody or just things to keep in mind. Okay. So, one, to be competitive, 
you are going to need to eventually build out and have some form of a home studio. Mm-hmm. The only way. you got to be able to just, you know, get up for the day, check the email, and then walk over into the next room and record. So at some point, you're going to have to do that. Um, if you are considering, a lot of times people say, oh, I think i got a good voice. But they tell me I have a good voice. Really try to identify, when we're talking about genres, what do you have a good voice for? Do you have a radio voice? Do you have a movie trailer voice? Do you have, um, you know, uh, um, a, a documentary voice? Do you have an explainer voice? Do you have an acting, like, audio book? Do you do, do, you do voices? If you do voices and, and can change your pitch and all those other things, then maybe you're more so for video games and animation. Um, do you talk very conversation? So identifying those, right? If you think you might be interested in voiceover, the first thing that I would suggest you do is begin to speak and enunciate every syllable of all of the words that you use in regular speech when you are talking to your friends mm-hmm. and see how often, how how frequently and for how long can you keep it up? Mm. And how do you adjust? Because what happens is when it is time to enunciate every syllable, it is not going to sound natural. So you are going to have to adapt and pick up the pace in some areas and slow it down in some areas. And can you find that rhythm within your speech? As I am talking about it, I am doing it. Yeah. We, so I that would be the first thing that I suggest one does. Enunciate. Oh. Start to enunciate. If you cannot enunciate, you cannot be a successful voiceover artist. Now, could you possibly have some niche area where, you, you know, you just only do very loose, uh, um, uh, um, what do they call it, vernacular to, you know, like specific area. Sure, but nobody can make a living off of something that niche. Okay. Well, what, what makes the most money starting is general, neutral American accent, meaning can you speak the English language and you cannot tell from what state I come. Start there. Can you lose the accent that comes with the city in which you were born? Mm. After you do that, add one or two accents, okay. and then you and then you might be working with something. So that's something that I would tell anybody who is considering going into here. People telling you you have a nice voice, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. Other than the fact that it gave you the idea that maybe you should see what you can do. But it doesn't actually mean anything. Because the spoken language and the recorded language are two different things. When we talk, when we read, we move at a pace and we move in a way that is different from when we hear somebody else speak. So if if I was talking to you in regular conversation, I would speak at this pace. However, when it is a commercial I am going to probably slow it down so that you can hear every word that I am saying and everything that I want to sell to you or every feature that I would like to highlight. Or I might give you a little bit of excitement and then I want to take you over here and feel this emotion over here. And then, you know, when I'm just not feeling that great and I want to sell you this type of pain medicine (laughs) or parents, if you have a child, who is suffering from cerebral palsy or any other defect at birth. So those ebb and flows and different intonations is something that you have to be willing to do to learn. So it comes, it requires patience. It requires some appreciation of our language. And if you don't, if you, and sometimes people will realize I don't really like talking that much. You have to literally just go stand in a room and start talking out loud. People don't normally do that. People normally only speak when somebody is listening to them. Mm. But when you, when you jump into voiceover, there's no such thing as reading a script in your head. There's no such thing as reading in your head. It does not count. 
everything is read out loud. Nothing is memorized, though, so that is a good thing. But everything is read out loud. And you need to be comfortable with reading out loud, learning how to read out loud without fumbling, stuttering, and making mistakes. So that's mm-hmm. another area of focus that if that's not your strength that you would need to work on, doesn't mean it's impossible. You just need to work on it. So that's what I would say for anybody to start off with all of that and then from there move on to tongue twisters. And then if you are still interested, then go and do an intensive. Got you. Where can people contact you? Yo, you dropped so much stuff tonight. I mean, (laughs) you got to give your contact information. You will be the wedge for somebody else. Like, that's just a fact because you're in the industry. You you know what you're doing, and you're navigating through it. And you're bringing out real stuff like, yo, this is everyday shit that happens in your world. Like, I know what this coded bullshit language looks like. Uh, excuse me. Uh, here's my email. Cut the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's real. So g- give it, give it your contact information out because, you know, hey, this is okay. what so as a as a, so my voice over business is Leslie O Voice. If you drop it in the Google, I will pop up. My website is voiceleslie.com, www.voiceleslie.com, and you can text me anytime. That doesn't mean I'm going to respond to you. You text me right now. Well, actually, I'm up. I might respond to you. What time is it? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's one. If you text me right now, I might respond to you, but yeah. You can text me anytime. Doesn't mean I'm going to respond anytime, but you can text as soon as you get a thought. You know, sometimes people get a thought like, you know what? Or maybe they were watching um, the podcast or listening to your podcast and they heard it and then, oh, let me hit her up. Text me anytime. The number is 903-246-4080. And... What else? I would say those are the main things when it comes to voiceover. Those, those, those three things, Google me, visit my website, text me. Mm. My name is Leslie Olabisi. Mm-hmm. That's my name on all social media. And you can also just drop that in the Googler and see what comes up. You're going to get me. I'm an actor, host, and voiceover artist. I have a YouTube channel called Love Studios, L-O-V Studios, one word. And uh, I like to talk. I like to talk to people. I like to talk shit. I like to talk that shit. And I like to talk, uh, I like to speak life and words into power and into action and into success and into achieving goals and making a difference. And making that sh- money. <laughs> All right, well, Leslie, oh, Leslie, Leslie, oh, <laughs> it. we appreciate you, yo. Woo. Oh thank man, you. thank you, Leslie. Yo, thank you for coming. Thank on. you both. You will. Thank be back you for on. um yes, for yes. letting me be one of the few people that you do bring on. You know that warms my heart. Mm. It warms my heart. I'm talking like the little girl boys. You know, you guys, you love the girls that talk like they were sexually abused when they were young. That, that, that's, that's that Midwestern voice. Like, you know, that's Midwestern. Alita, thank you for bringing me on. Iowa. Iowa. Arkansas, Hey, Leslie, we appreciate you. You will, you will be back on for the relationship segment. Uh, hey, we thank you for taking the time. I know you're busy. And, um, Definitely. Hey, you know, we booked this time specifically for you and only you. Thank you for staying up an extra two hours. Bobby was like, hold on, hold on. First of all, who the fuck is Leslie? <laughs> Leslie. Is that's Le- Leslie, Leslie O. Okay, who the fuck is Leslie O? And then why are we doing her interview at midnight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I so thank you both. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. yeah. Come to find out, it was, it was just a mix-up in the well, time. I'll tell you what, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm appreciative. I, I'm definitely glad we did it. Was that worth it? 
Yes, Bobby, you was I worth it? Yes, you was. Yes, you was. Yes, oh, you man. Was. Yes, you was. Mama, so, we made it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making that time for us. We appreciate you, Leslie. Thank you both. All right. It was nice to see you. Yes, nice to speak to you both. Y'all have a good night. You as well. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless. And All good right. night. Good night. Thank you, Leslie. Woo, Leslie. Oh, set the block on fire. Fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> God okay. damn. Uh, who we got next week? Who we got next week before we get out of here? We got another. We got another dynamic Z Life Wellness. Oh we yeah, just, yeah. We, we got blazing the month. We blazing next the week. Month. Next week, come back. We gonna have we gonna have our our, our renowned specialist from Z Life Wellness on the show. Uh, we're getting right, we're, some things. I think we're gonna have to start giving out the guru title. You know, uh-huh. health, health guru. Yeah. Guru. We had a real estate guru. Now we got the health guru. We just did a voiceover guru. Okay, that's real shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. We giving everybody guru. You gotta be a guru. guru like, we, yeah, we yeah, yeah. Did yeah. three guru interviews in a row. So that's a next week Saturday, we'll be we'll be back with Zakia, Kia. Mailer, D Life Wellness, D Wellness to Detox will be on the show. Uh, we're gonna to touch on some, uh, you know, some health and wellness topics. We like to keep our audience nice and healthy, you know, during this time. So, you right, know. no doubt during this time we can't. We don't know what the hell to call it. Yo, it's take us it. out, man. To where can they find us before we get up out of here? Oh uh, man, you know. You can find us on the Two Grumpy Men. You can find us on Instagram, the IG. We had, uh, what is it, Two Grumpy Men backslash Patreon. Uh, the other way, Patreon.com backslash Two Grumpy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the show, these shows is on everywhere. Spotify, Apple. iHeart. iHeart, everywhere. It's, it's up. We're releasing them. We're letting them, as well as putting them on uh, Patreon. So, you know. Tune in, listen. This is what we, you know, we we just gonna give you this information during the summer. It's a good time to get you some information. So we want to share with everybody. Listen, you know, subscribe, catch up on the old interviews. And you know, like I said, we got the rest of the month. We got interviews out all the way to the beginning of August, into August. It's a lot going on for the next couple of weeks. So tune in, and you know, come kick it with us. Oh, don't forget us on Wednesday night. Check in. Talk sports. So, you know, get with us, man. We here. Two grumpy men. That's what it is. Two grumpy men. Shit. We out of here. Peace. Peace.